the party. You're listening to all famous radio show. Keep it on. Everybody always talks about getting to the top. Everybody always talks about going after their dream. But nobody talks about retention, retention, retention. And the work that is required not only to get there, but to stay there and go to the next level. And so the mentality you're going to have to have if you're going to win, if you're going to conquer your day, conquer your week, if you're going to dominate the month, if you're going to crush the quarter, if you're going to win the year, I need you to remember that talent does not win championships work at the does. Here's the mentality you're going to need. That nobody's going to outwork you. I'm sorry, I love you, but you're not going to outwork me. I'm with you, but you're not going to outwork me. I'm we're connected, but you're not going to outwork me. We can dream together, we can lean in together, but you're not going to outwork me. We may be in the same class, but you're not going to outwork me. Number one, I need you to have the made up and fully persuaded mind that nobody is going to outwork you. Stop sitting around moping and complaining and waiting for somebody to connect the dots for you. Put the work in and take the stairs to the top. You've got to be willing to lose sleep to go after this dream. You have to be willing to lose sleep to graduate. You have to be willing to lose sleep to pass the exam. I need you to have a whatever it takes mentality. If you want to win, you're going to have to get upset sometimes. And I'm not talking about uh, a non-productive anger. I'm talking about a massively productive disappointment. You're going to have to get disappointed sometimes with where you are. This is what I like to call proactive disappointment. I'm upset with where I am. I'm upset with what I have not accomplished. I'm upset that every time I've allowed myself to be distracted, get upset, get disappointed with yourself. There's a difference between disappointment and depression. You're not depressed, you're not down, you're not out, you're just disappointed, you're upset. With the moments in your life where you allowed yourself to sink into depression, where you allowed yourself to become distracted, get upset, get flat out mad about where you are. Don't get mad to quit, get mad to keep going. That's the problem is that you have to rewire and redirect your anger. I'm not going to be upset and quit. I'm going to get mad and stay in it. From this moment on, I need you to give it everything you have.
got that right You mean nothing more to me I am free and I'm happy Yes, I'm happy now Hey, hey I'm so happy now I've got Nigel by my side I've got Nigel by my side Can't you see the world is mine Pleasant and joyful good evening right here oops, on All Flavours Radio. I'm Wimbo77 and yes, it is right in the middle of, I can hear you Kenny, right in the middle of um, August and the sun was out today I must say. It was a nice shiny bright day and was able to get out in the garden, spend just five minutes just to reflect and take in those rays. Yes, at the top of the hour, we had the speech that broke the internet. And the first track there was Camilla Marcel with I've Arrived. That's her album. She's just um, launched the album last week, Friday, and we will be touring. We should be hoping to get her into the studio very soon. Uh, we've got to give a big shout out to all of the DJs over the start end as well as yesterday evening. And I'm Wimbo77, as I said. And I'm, I'm KJB. KJB's in the studio with me I'm tonight, beautiful I'm listeners. And we have a lot to be talking about, I must say. All right, so chat room will be giving you a shout very shortly, as well as giving tune-in a big shout-out, Worldwide Crew a big shout-out, as well as all of you silent listeners and the top crew. Yes, we are here. We've landed. How was your day, KJB? Oh, it was was okay. Um, Had a lot to do, hence why I'm just, I sat down on the chair a bit late. But the good thing is I'm here, the sun was shining. Whatever Mm -hmm. happened is gone now. I'm looking forward. Good. And it's always great to look forward, isn't it? Always great to look forward. So, our question for this evening, what is our question? Our audience question is, how has EULAs affected you and should they be expanded? So, should they expand EULAs? Because, yes, um, we are hearing of expansion. We're hearing that they had parties to celebrate all that extra tax that they're taxing us on the poor people. Uh, We've (laughs) seen that it has devastated some businesses. We've seen that it has 
really put an extra burden on the people. So we're going to go in and look at that a little bit later. However, our first topic tonight is, is the UK going to have a recession in 2023? What do you think, KJB? Uh, that's an excellent question. Uh, things are very are quite tough at the moment. Mm. Uh, some things are getting a bit easier, like the price of milk, the price of sunflower oil, like little things have slightly go, uh, gone down, but... Russia's having problems with their currency at the moment, their ruble. Okay. Uh, they're saying that might, that's going to be hit. Mm. Um, we know over here, um, we are kind of, it feels like we're in something. Mm -hmm. Can we call it a recession? It'd be, you know, as we discuss it further, maybe that's something we can open up. But there is definitely something happening there, yeah. there is an undercurrent undercurrent and a recession is defined as when an economy as measured measured by gdp shrinks over two consecutive quarters or six months when an economy contracts it is usually a sign that consumers are spending less this has a knock-on effect on business which produce less in the way of goods and services and spend less on staff and i've read i must say kjb i've read Recently, that I think it was Virgin that's going to be cutting two thousand jobs, or Wilco. Will, One of these no, was no, it Wilco? The Wilco have gone. Well, they're trying not to go into administration. Mm. They're, they're trying to save their stores, but unfortunately, if you're going to try to scave off administration, it means you have to look up cuts. Yes. So yeah, that has been in the paper that they are having to look at making major cuts to this to the number of shops that they can keep open and those aren't the only i think we mentioned two there but those aren't the only companies that are really feeling the brunt and a recession can affect our earnings and employment we have more on how a recession can affect you here so what does gdp mean ken and how is it linked to recession well it, it means gross domestic product mm. that's what gdp means gross domestic product and it's a key measurement of how well our economy is doing and whether we're likely to go into recession or not mm. so when it rises over time what can that sometimes be a sign of it can be a sign that businesses are thriving if mm. it goes up it means the businesses are doing okay but obviously it's the part that if it goes down mm. but obviously the problem is if 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 things are getting better, that means businesses and economies are getting better, but it's only a certain, I'm assuming, certain percent of the population that actually feel the effects of the growth. Right, and that's the rich everybody. people. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> right? just saying, not everybody. Mm. Not everybody. Mm. So policymakers and businesses use GDP to figure out what action they can afford to take, such as how much a government should spend on tax people and whether businesses should invest more to grow and hire more staff. So the latest GDP figures show growth in the UK economy at 0.2% in the second quarter of 2023, higher than the Bank of England's expectations of 0.1%. So there has been a slight growth in the um, <clears throat> economy over the second quarter. And the figures comes after the rate of 0.1 was recorded in the first quarter of the year. So how do they work it out then? How do they work GDP out? Well, uh, the gross domestic product is taken from thousands of companies around mm. the UK, basically. And obviously, with those figures, they collate mm. the figures 
every month and it looks at the activity of the government and individuals within the UK. So what we spend, what we buy, what we mm. import, what we export. Do you know what I mean? All those figures are taken into account to, to give us an overall view of whether mm. we're, the economy is growing or whether it's stayed still or shrinking. So there's actually three ways of measuring the economy as well, isn't there? Mm. And that's like the total value of goods and services produced, mm -hmm. everyone's income that's generated by the production of the goods and services and all the money spent on goods and services minus the value of imports plus exports. It's a bit mm. like gross and net, yeah, isn't gross it? gross and net, basically. And that's mm. what they do. They take all, all everything that we do, whether you're a company, individual, you know, our, you know, how much we're spending, how much we're not spending, how much we're saving. All those things are taken into account mm. and they're working out the, the GDP. So I think that's, they call that the expenditure measure of GDP. Mm. So mm. in theory, all of those three different measures should give the same figure, the input mm. and the output. Mm. Mm. So what are the current GDP figures then? What's the current GDP figures? Well, it's saying it's 0.2% mm. in the previous month, according to the Office of National Statistics. So it's 0.2. And I'm assuming that's a growth. Yeah, because they were saying in May it was like 0.1, isn't it? Yeah, which is which is lower. But obviously it's, it's increased by 1%, mm. basically. <laughs> but then looking at the broader picture, the economy has remained flat in three months to May 2023. So... For instance, say if we were going to go into a recession, what we have here, beautiful listeners, are seven ways to recession-proof your finances. Okay, so we can tighten the belts and, you know, recession-proof our finances. So there's many ways of recession-proofing our finances and personal finances, that is, that involve just simple strategies, very simple strategies. So what's the first strategy of... Um, recession proof in your finance KJB or keep keeping your debts low basically mm. or trying to having very little debt yeah or even paying them off pay, or even yeah. paying them off I took to because because obviously um, repayments are linked to GDP because mm. of interest mm. so if you're paying a certain amount that's fine but if if the economy shrinks that affects the interest that you pay so you have to pay more Right, as well as if the economy shrinks, is that shrink? If it, yeah, if yeah, it yeah, yeah. or if it increases, if if recession increases, you may be at risk of losing your, your job. job, and therefore you. But you still have to pay the debt. Yes, yeah. So if you were made redundant, for instance, mm. um, that could have uh, could you afford to make repayments? And if you have expensive debt on credit cards and loans, look at paying this off as quickly as possible. Is the mm. is the guidance or the advice mm. because mm. we just don't know going into recession how we're going to be affected and what else can we do well you could consolidate your debts mm. so like for example if you've got different cards debit cards you can put them onto one i don't know credit card mm. maybe one credit card which has has like a, a an interest-free window so you won't have to pay any interest up to a certain point yeah um and then you can pay off that way. Excellent. So consolidating the mm. cards. Mm. And like it said, interest-free window up to 34 months might mm. be worth considering. And if you can avoid it, don't take on any new debt. Mm. So, you know, you might have cleared start things and then you think, oh, I'm okay. But mm. we may be going into recession. You start 
buying things maybe that we don't need. Mm, mm. And then we end up in problems because yeah. recession may come. Yeah, it's true. Keeping your overheads low, isn't it? Mm. So it's just trying to think, like you said, like we've discussed before, just thinking about what's a need and what's a want. Excellent, excellent. Trying to separate those two. Do you really want it? Or you, do, do you, you actually do, need do it? Do you actually need it? Do you know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? You, you have to be balanced because like you said, um, at, any, at any given period, mm. the interest rate can rise or as you said, you could your hours could be cut. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You might get re- reduced days at work. You, you, just, you just never know how at the moment things... As I said, it's only 2%. That means it's, it's still flat. It's a very low increase. So we're still not out of the, the woods. Yeah. There is still un- undercurrents ch- and things could change again. Things can always yeah. change. Yeah. So that's leading into the next point and that's reducing our, our uh, outgoings. So we've been hearing over this past six months or maybe longer, a year, the cost of living crisis is forcing many families to tighten their belts And if you haven't yet taken a hard look at your finances, now's a good time to do so. Even small outlays such as a £3.50 coffee can add up to a lot if you spend this on a regular basis. So what what do they encourage us to do then with our budgets? Well, just just make try and reflect on what you're spending and see Mm. where you can make reasonable adjustments i'm going to say the reason why i say reasonable adjustments because there's some things you have to pay for um like travel to work do you mean you got to travel to work um lunch Mm. things that you need to pay for although you're going shopping you still you might forget your lunch you might have to so it's just making reasonable adjustments to Mm. how you spend your money because then if if you can do that it might allow you to be able to save a bit of money which would then allow you to have a buffer mm. if things do change. And there is a budgeting app that can be used, beautiful listeners. So we're going to put that into the chat box. So do come and join us in the chat room. If you want this extra information, um, this budgeting app that can help you to see really how, yeah, how you can best budget your money, check your ingoings and outgoings and so forth. And just check and see if you're on track when it comes to reducing your outgoings and so forth. So the next point, they say you're only one check away from poverty. Wow. Or homelessness. One check away from homelessness. So how, how do we build an emergency fund in order to prevent that? Well, all we can do is try and save. Mm. That's the encouragement, isn't it? Um, it's interesting we're talking about one check away for homelessness because there mm. has been increase in homeless, but there's a, been a yeah. big increase in child or children being homeless as well. Mm. With Obviously with parents, but there's been a high increase of children being made homeless. Um, so yeah, you're quite right. It's very difficult at the moment and there's no role in housing stock. It's very difficult to get actually get a property if you're homeless. You still mm. it's, it's, it's so difficult. So having hopefully trying to think about it's like a buffer, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, saving. You know, no matter, no matter how much, no matter how little you can save, if yeah, you can it's still save, something isn't it? It's something, mm. uh, and then that you know, and then you can spend that money on essential items if need if you to need be. to, if needs be. So 
if times do get rough, this emergency fund as well could give us a little cushion, a financial cushion if we need find saving a struggle. There's a... We might go into this one, 20 simple ways to save money. We may well do that one for you next time um, mm. on the show. And, mm. yeah, we'll, we'll look at those ways because it is quite important yeah, to it? look into I this, isn't there? Maybe there's, maybe our listeners, if they're listening, you know, we've got people who might be listening to this, mm. they might have tips. Yeah. So if you've got tips on how we as individuals can, can try and cut save. back and save, please put... Join us. Join us there. That's right, KJB. Thank you. So the next point then, after building an emergency fund, is to top up your earnings. So how can we do that? We can top up your earnings by boosting your income. Yeah. That's the best way to do it. Try and boost it. So we call it a side hustle. Having mm, a side, but mm. we, we mean a legal one, not illegal. <laughs> well, let's get this because we're getting it clear. Get that straight. <laughs> get that straight. But also, I remember previously we talked about there is a lot of money that hasn't been claimed in yeah, benefits. That's it true. was going into millions, I think, yeah. we discussed. So maybe, and we talked about there being a, a checker online. You know, you can get these online what. I can claim four mm, checkers mm. and you can put in what you earn and other information that it might need and it will come up with some of the benefits that you could possibly be entitled to. to. Absolutely. And having multiple sources of income or earnings could protect you as well if one dries up. So I know there's lots of affiliate marketing programs, I know Amazon, going to even places like Adidas. I think I signed up with this Adidas thing recently where you can do affiliate um, sort of like advertising. So you might buy a garment from Adidas, promote it on Instagram, and you get a percentage of, the, of uh, for affiliate for anyone that will purchase something like uh, purchase an item from Adidas or even Amazon. The, lots of these companies do affiliate marketing. So check it out. Check them out. That's one source of income. Um, so when recession strikes, it's important not to take your job for granted as well. So if you decide to head for the door when other businesses aren't hiring, you could struggle mm-hmm. in finding mm-hmm. a new new job. So um, having these side hustles, um, it says we have more on side hustles and crucial one thousand tax rule, one thousand pound tax rule. Mm-hmm. And again, I will um, definitely be be speaking about these ones in the future because it's it's nice to know what's what we can do when it comes to these various situations and how we can help ourselves to protect ourselves mm, okay mm, mm, so mm. what is the next one kjb invest uh for the long term yeah um there are ways you can try and look to invest money now there are Ooh. many apps even even on the underground you look up there's an app <laughs> telling you you can trade in stocks and shit do you know what I mean? so there, there are many apps out there obviously you got to do your own research, research as always yeah you do diligence as they call it Ooh. but there are apps that you can use to help get you started so and these are things that you can think about for the long term Ooh. you know like we talk about general wealth don't we um so that's a good way to look at it as well you know if you can and you've got some spare cash try and maybe that's something to think about don't just leave your money in the bank try and think of ways in which you can make your money make money 
Yeah, make what is. Okay, that's right. Huh. And we've had that on TikTok. Someone say, make what this mm. this is. If you've um, followed the tips above as well and still have disposable income, you could consider investing. So instead mm. of just saving, mm. maybe taking a percentage from your savings and investing, but not just investing. I know there's quick trading, quick trades you can long, do, long but you term. want long-term trades that can work out in your benefit well it's true because if you think about it like you said earlier we spend £3.50 on a coffee mm. from Costa or Potemanger or Starbucks why don't, you, why don't you save that money and actually invest in the company itself and you'd be quite surprised <laughs> there are things such called um, penny stocks mm. and I know during the uh, Covid that I'd started to dabble in a few of these mm, mm, little mm. stock things and quite surprisingly they've they've uh, turned out to be quite good investments mm, so mm. um even if you only got 10 pounds say it's a start it's a start to just choose a little stock so even a little percentage of something's gonna make you mm. a little bit you know mm. so contrary to what you think putting money into assets such as shares during a recession is a, could be a good idea and you might be able to buy some bargains Mm-hmm. But it is mm-hmm. important to research these businesses yeah, that, we said, that yeah. seem fundamentally sound and look likely to bounce back from the stock market turmoil. So definitely, if we are going to invest our money, make sure that we do the research. You should also remain invested for at least five years, even when the market gets spooked. Don't mm-hmm. get scared to take your money out because where's it going to go? And then you end up spending it and then you could have invested in something good. Give yourself time to write out the downturns enjoy the recovery and it's also never sensible to put all your eggs in one basket so mm. have little bits everywhere and mm. um, mm. by sticking to a small handful of com- um, companies and i know they say that investing can be a risk so only just like that cup of coffee if that three pound fifty cup of coffee that you're buying every day um over the week that does add up um so take that small chunk that you'd you'd buy coffee on and invest that little bit but make sure that you definitely do your research. And what about um, number six, KJB? This is the this is the this is the biggest one really mm. for me because we 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 done something on uh, pensions not too long ago. Is protect your retirement. Oh, please protect your retirement mm. because obviously now they're asking us to work for longer. Yes, yes. But also, you got to make sure that you're paying and that your pension will be able to cover you when you are retired (laughs) absolutely so it might be rough now it might be but you should resist the temptation to cut your pension contributions pay them (laughs) pay them don't because some people because there are some companies now that when you get to a certain age they send you letters right advertising about going in and taking some of your pension because you can you're allowed to take up to a certain amount free just don't touch it, guys. But but like yeah, I was just about to say. But if you take that money, it means you're going to receive less pension. You yes. might take that lump sum and think, oh, I can do this, I can do that. That's fantastic. If you if, you know, don't get me wrong, but be be warned. It means when you do retire, you will get less. That's right. So a 25 year old who reduces their pension payments by just two percent could miss out on a whole sixty thousand across mm-hmm. their lifetime according to a wealth manager, true potential. There you go. There you so go. don't just pay it. It's worthwhile just paying it, closing your eyes and paying it, mm. and you'll be fine with that. And also avoid impulsive decisions. 
So making impulsive decisions about your finances is is not recommended at any time. But recession is the worst time of all. So you need to think logically about your finances and avoid taking risks. And you might want to delay big financial decisions for now. Focus on, mm. focus on putting mm. yourself in a good position instead mm. that this gives you a chance to manoeuvre mm. and, you know, when times get a bit tough. Mm. So mm. we may get go into recession, beautiful listeners. We may not go into recession. However, we want to, uh, what do they say, be prepared in all junctures and avenues. So we've gone for a few pointers there. Uh, if a recession comes as to what we can do to protect ourselves and, you know, will the economy get better in 2023? The Bank of England, they're concerned that inflation in the UK is still too high. And although it has fallen from 11.1% last October, due to largely um, energy price, prices falling, because they still, didn't they, beautiful listeners, mm. earn a great amount of profit and put it onto the poor people. You know, as a result of that, the bank has raised interest rate interest rates 14 times since december mm, mm, mm. so from 0.1 to 5.25 in august and yeah I, yeah and, and you can definitely see the the ripples yes when you go and do your shopping um when you go out to eat mm. when you're buying alcohol there is definitely um i'll just pick those three things there are many other things or many other instances that mm-hmm. we can discuss this, but, you know, those give you an idea of how things have, have changed. Mm, uh, definitely. Like, like I said, some people might not notice it, but I, I just think there is an undercurrent, definitely. So, beautiful listeners, keep a check, keep abreast and ahead, just in case. You know, it's always to, good to have those buffers anyway. And we'll see our beautiful listeners in five. Online and on your smart speaker. Playing all the best songs. Oh, Flavors Radio. Are you listening? Are you really listening? Answer these questions out loud. What does S-H-O-P spell? And what do you do at a green light? Stop? Or should you go on green? Katie. I'd say stop. I mean, most people do. So while we are listening, we're not really listening. Jamila? We do it all the time, in one ear and out the other. Life can just get too busy, can't it, Mr. Fry? It can indeed, but there are people out there desperate to be heard, and you can help by taking the time to listen, even if you're a prince. Being able to talk about how you're feeling is essential for keeping mentally fit and healthy. So maybe now is the time for us to stop and to really listen. Right now, you are one of 20 million people listening. On more than 300 radio stations. And each and every one of us has the power to make a difference to someone. Just by taking a minute to stop. And to listen, to really listen. Dominican Promotion presents a taste of Dominique and St. Lucia after Carnival Party. On Saturday the 2nd of September, all aboard the luxurious and more Teresa Joanne by King George V stop Woolwich Manor Way, London E16 2Q1. Boarding from 10pm to 3am. There'll be non-stop party vibes with DJ Mosty, DJ Redboy, DJ Shyboy, DJ Specialist and Ninja Man Lloyd. They'll be playing the best in Soca, Afrobeats, Bouillon, Reggae, Highlight, Kadas and a whole lot more. Tickets are available from Eventbrite. Get your ticket.co.uk and all the details. 
DJs. For more information and party bookings, call 07401 388251. A taste of Dominique and St. Lucia after Carnival Party, Saturday the 2nd of September. Club Zorka Diaspora Events in conjunction with Anne Marie's Catering Presents. All Islands, pre Carnival Boat Party all goes down Saturday, 19th of August. Sailing aboard the Hurley River Thames, Westminster Pier. Boarded 7 p.m. Departing time 8 p.m. And we return at 12 a.m. Ticket price 35 pounds limited and food is included with your ticket purchase. Music policy for this event Afrobeats, Soka, Sugus, Zuhompa, Semba, Reggae, Kadas. Music on this event powered by DJ Map, the crazy one straight out of Dominica. Representing St. Lucia, Mikey Afri. Representing 767, DJ Matthew. And not forgetting the man himself, DJ Smooth, Forever Hype. For more information, contact 07961753359. Also, tickets are available for all DJs. The crazy one, 07984479317. Mikey Afri, 07919996754. DJ Matthew, 0742767374. DJ Smooth, 07308894382. Bring your whistle, bring your flag. The more you listen, the more great music you hear. All Flavors Radio. Shout out to DJ Laro. You can catch Laro tonight from 8 until 10, as well as J Hope with the RR show. I'm giving a big shout out and high five to Mark Philogene out of Bremen. Some great stuff last night, Mark. I think I caught the end of your show. And you can catch Mark every Sunday and every single Monday right here on allflavorsradio.com. Giving a big shout out to guest 128 and giving a big high high five to Elay Weeks who has landed right here in the UK. You can catch Elay tonight down at the Troy Bar singing a live set or a couple of tracks.
and this is a remastered remix of somebody else's guy Jocelyn Brown extended And guest 128 out of London, guest 92 out of Frankfurt, John Newman out of London, check out John John, Asani and Ray Chanel. Give it a big high five to Marjak, Anisha, Issa and Anaya. Big shout out to the TikTok crew. That was the, what we used to call back in the day, the 12-inch version. 
And we know that was the extended remastered version 2022, Joycelyn Brown, somebody else's guy. And you know, Cat GB, some things, some songs just never, ever die, right? That song, you can play that anywhere and people move. People <laughs> they dance. love it. It's, it's, it was, it's, it's, they must be, they could live, they must be living off that song. The royalties they must get off that once because it's an amazing track. Absolutely. Absolutely amazing track. Really, really good. And so we were talking earlier, beautiful listeners, as to whether we are in a recession and ways in which we can give ourselves a little buffer just in case that recession does come about, how we can protect ourselves from being taken under in that time. But now we're going to look at our history and it is Caribbean news or our history. And here we're talking today on how Britain underdeveloped the Caribbean, mm-hmm. a reparation response to Europe's legacy of plunder and poverty. And it's quite interesting, KJB, isn't it, when we think of the Caribbean being under, what does it say, underdeveloped. Mm. What do you think that that means, to be underdeveloped? Well, if, we, if we're going back, uh, if we're looking at history, mm. it was underdeveloped in the sense that the structure that was once in the Caribbean many eons ago was then structured again by those who came over, i.e. we're talking about Europeans. British was part of that that colonisation, but there were other countries involved in it, not just Britain. But what they did, when we call it, I want to talk about underdevelopment, is they restructured the way the Caribbean presented itself, i.e. the infrastructure, the way it was managed, the financial side, Mm. the corporate side. Everything was managed by the Europeans to maximise... Constructed, wasn't it? Yeah, constructed, sorry. Mm. No, no. Yeah, 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 it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. To maximise, to to fully maximise their wealth. Absolutely. And to extract Mm. what they could out of the Caribbean. Yes, so the modern Caribbean economy was invented, Mm. structured and managed by European states Mm. for one purpose, and like what you just said there, to achieve the maximum wealth extraction to fuel and sustain their national financial, commercial Mm. and industrial transformation. Nothing's nothing's changed. And that's how Britain underdeveloped the Caribbean. So I know um, we may speak, I know we've spoken about this before, and we will speak about it again in the future, about the reparation response to Europe's legacy of plunder and poverty, as Hilary MacD Beckles speaks about. He spoke of a, a groundbreaking work that began in Britain, and that was Britain's Black Debt Reparations for Caribbean Slavery and Native mm-hmm. Genocide. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, and I think I read something recently, it was either in the Hackney Gazette, it could have been somewhere because I look mm-hmm. for all sources or even The Voice. Mm-hmm. And it was a woman talking in the Caribbean, highlighting, highlighting reparations and how we're a lot closer to getting that. But we're now, we spoke earlier of the global markets and all this stuff, didn't we, mm-hmm. when it mm-hmm. come to the, um, the recession. Mm. But we're now in a time of global reckoning for centuries of crimes against humanity, humanity perpetrated by Europe and the colonial powers, right? as a result to build their empires and diminish others. So we've spoken there as well about wealth being extracted 
mm. and they've left people impoverished. Well, and right? we st- still happen it. We st- it's still happening now. But do you think? Because I know recently that when we're talking about the underdevelopment of the Caribbean, there's also another book called The Underdevelopment of Africa. How, I can't remember the person that wrote it, but how um, Britain underdeveloped, or how Europe underdeveloped Africa. Mm. But are we seeing them kicking back now? What do you What would you say? Well, definitely they're kicking back because mm. they're beginning to understand that their nat- the natural minerals and resources that they have, they can they can export that by themselves. Absolutely, they don't need the outside global influences to be able to deal with their own economy mm. and their own sh- infrastructure. And I think while the UK, Britain, what have been going around the world, because it says, well, Britannia, Rebrand, Britannia, yeah, Broadway. Well, the sun's never set on the, on the British Empire. Well, That's the sun is setting now, isn't it? Oh, and this little island that we're on here right now, beautiful listeners, is almost like we have no trade, we have no industry, we've, we've Brexited. So what exactly do we have? Well, they, they, Britain are doing exactly what they try to do to the Caribbean. They're going out and they're trying to influence other European nations. And, mm. and they're trying to do exactly the same thing. They're trying to restructure how Britain does business. But, but they, they cannot do it on their own. No, they, I was going to say that. I was going to ask you that question. Do, they cannot do it on their own. Do you so think that's, yeah, you're there's right. There's too much damage. Do you think that they've much, no, done, they, there's a bit of collateral damage too now, Too much right? damage. That's why they have to go to China, Korea. They're having to look at trade agreements with countries that they wouldn't necessarily have, in the past, mm. have readily been... They would have been, they were in a stronger position when they were in Europe because they there was a conglomerate. Europe was was a, a, a joint a collective joint yeah. entity. Yeah. But now you're standing alone. They're having to go out and make these trade agreements. So, it, it, like it's saying here, there it is there is a reckoning. And now Africa are no longer really Caribbean. No longer really. They're cutting ties. They're going back to their own original languages. They ch- some of them are changing their names back mm. to their original names. So they're beginning to take back their power. And that's a good thing. In more thing. ways than one. The good, that's a really good thing. But now, uh. as we can see with our own eyes, Europe, as Britain in, in the nutshell, is now being underdeveloped. Although it is a, a, is it a huge, per, huge entity within the economic structure, mm, mm. we're not doing so great. Because the thing is, with places like the Caribbean, with places like Africa, you said there, they have all the minerals. The gold that they used to take from from the Caribbean, this is the white gold, the mm. sugar mm. industry. Even these things are being impacted because we spoke, or we'll be speaking next week about sugar and at the sugar taxes that they have here. They're kind of limiting themselves to certain things, well, right? Yeah, because obviously that was put in place to try and, to to minimize the effect that sugar are having on us as individuals, obviously, mm. because sugar is is connected to health right. complications. So we can see we're talking beautiful so, listeners about so the, under, un- yeah, go on, the go on. underdevelopment of the Caribbean, okay, and how once Britain went in, once they used to go in to <sighs> these places, and really the whole slave trade, everything that their wealth was built upon that. 
but now we're, they're in a much different position. Well, they're, they? in a, they're in a weaker position. Yes. That's, yes. The, that's, the, that's the point now, isn't it? Yeah. Whereas they were in the strongest position. Yes. regarding how they restructured the Caribbean, how they tried to restructure. We're just talking about the Caribbean, so I'm not going to go in. And how they tried to to dominate the, the financial uh, markets, view and yeah. markets of, of how the Caribbean would, was doing business. Mm. Now that is now turning around. And the Caribbean is becoming a standalone now. A lot of the Caribbean islands are, are conglomerating and doing what... Like 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 a European Union, but just in the Caribbean, mm. where people are now moving around different islands. They they're collaborating, collating, but they're working so they, together more together. They, aren't that's they? The, and yes. that's the point, and so they're getting stronger in that sense. And I think Africa is starting to follow suit. Mm. So there is going to be a time when when Europe are going to, especially Britain, mm. will struggle. They will struggle. And, we, and obviously we're seeing part of that struggle at present. Well, beautiful listeners, I'm going to put some links to these books in the chat room. So this one is How Britain Underdeveloped the Caribbean. But we were just kind of, I think we went ahead there and spoke of the situation that, the, that Britain is in now. Mm. And even though a lot of Caribbean islands, they have independence from these colonial powers in the 20th century... Um, they didn't mean it didn't mean real freedom for the Caribbean nations because they were left as they were without the resources mm. for meaningful mm. development and in a state of persistent poverty. And we know that is it recently there's been hurricanes um, in the Caribbean. So this was something yeah. that would always impact the Caribbean, other hurricanes. So they'd always be left devastated. Mm. Mm. Um, but the the Brits went in, done what they had to do, took out all the resources and the wealth and so on and so forth, and have left them just to get on mm. when they have very little, or they mm. have a lot in the sense of resources, but no infrastructure. Well, before it was like that, but now we know it's it's the Caribbean is developing. Mm. Instead of calling them it's underdeveloped, is now trying to develop itself by means of other colonies like so China's gone yeah, in there for instance yeah, hasn't it yes yes so again it's relying not on themselves but relying on other sources to build them up so when they've gone in and taken what they want out will they still be left with in the same situation I, that's a good question you know? but unfortunately like in a, any colonial uh, the the as you said the the residues of what happened are still mm. on the islands they are trying to build themselves up but instead of going into Europe now yeah and because Europe have done what they had to do the Europe don't want to know no more so we're now we're getting Asian countries the, <laughs> the Far East countries thing. going to do the same thing so it'd be interesting to see how how the Caribbean responds and reacts mm. to the changes that these other countries now want to come in and try and do, uh, from what I understand, some of it is positive. Yeah. Like they build roads, they build infrastructure, but at the same time, there have been occasions where things haven't gone so well because of the other exploits yeah, of these countries. Yeah, because it was just being exploited in one way, shape or form, isn't it? Mm. And that's not really the right way to go because they exploit the, the workers, they exploit the land 
they exploit their resources, but then it's not going back into their economy. But it's it, building up someone else's. But it's hard to change a mentality that's been there for centuries. Mm. It's a change of attitude, a change of mentality. Like I said, Europe's gone now. Let's face mm. it, Europe and Britain have no connections with the Caribbean. The only connections they have is, I think, just the, the sovereignty. But even that now is, is diminishing. Yeah, yeah. They're taking their... Their freedom They're back. independent, the indep- all quite independent, yes, aren't they? Yes, but they're independent in that sense. But like you said, in other areas, mm. they're now still reliant on that outside influence. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's you know, it's... What are your thoughts, listeners? Do you, think that, do you think that the Caribbean will recover and be self-sufficient, self-sustainable, not having to rely on these other places? Do, do some of the European countries place debts on them as well or are they kind of standalone do they do they not have debts you know in africa they have like a debt that they got to repay well that that was the issue isn't it but mm. it, it was it's it the the, the, the debts that a lot of these african countries are paying are not the debts of financial but the debts of the minerals it's more the minerals that a lot of these countries want because if you think about africa you know the oil the cobalt everything the, every, that is more important than the financial so, given, so why do they place debts on them if they have all these? Is it just the fact that they before they did not recognize what they have, but now that they do, they do recognize what they have. That's that the point. Is? And now I think now African these countries are developing themselves and understand. Hold on, there, <laughs> we can export this. We can sell to conglomerates. We can mm. sell to organisations. We don't need organisations com- coming in and saying, we'll give you X amount and we'll do this and we'll do this for you and do this for you. Mm. I think they're beginning to understand that. But again, because of the raping of the land, yeah. it, it's they're having to kind of start from a point where, where they shouldn't have to. But because of what's happened previously, um, it's going to take a long time. And this could cause a whole set of other things, of which we're not going to speak about today. Mm, we'll speak mm. about it, I'm sure, in the future. Yeah, definitely a chain reaction. You know, and yeah, it's 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 scary times that we're living in. It really is because we are part of the West, aren't we? Living here on this this island, mm. which we call the United but, Kingdom. Yeah, but I love. I think a you lot. Know. I think a lot of people now are starting to embrace mm. the. the, the you know, we call people diaspora now. Yeah. Years ago, you wouldn't hear about that, the, the word diaspora. <laughs> when I was growing I'm saying when I was growing up, I never, I didn't know what's diaspora. They give us mean? lots of titles. They give us a lot. But no, I appreciate that. But but it's been talked about more mm. diaspora going now, resettling, reclaiming, redeveloping. So it, as I said, it's it's the change of mentality now. It's the mm. change of mindset. And I think people are beginning to realise that Europe isn't paved with gold. Mm. What are your thoughts out there, beautiful Anymore. listeners? <laughs> what do you think in regards to the underdevelopment of the Caribbean and are they bouncing back with even more vigour to to take ownership of what is theirs and do you feel that they can work with Europe in that regard, having an import-export? Likewise, the same with Africa. What are your thoughts on how... Britain has undeveloped the Caribbean. And if they have bounced back, let, let us know. Give us let us know your thoughts. 07895 134713. That's 07895 
134713. And beautiful listeners, we'll see y'all in five. Online and on your smart speaker. Playing all the best songs. Oh, Flavors Radio. Are you listening? Are you really listening? Answer these questions out loud. What does S-H-O-P spell? And what do you do at a green light? Stop? Or should you go on green? Katie? I'd say stop. I mean, most people do. So while we are listening, we're not really listening. Jamila? We do it all the time, in one ear and out the other. Life can just get too busy, can't it, Mr Fry? It can indeed, but there are people out there desperate to be heard, and you can help by taking the time to listen, even if you're a prince. Being able to talk about how you're feeling is essential for keeping mentally fit and healthy. So maybe now is the time for us to stop and to really listen. Right now, you are one of 20 million people listening. On more than 300 radio stations. And each and every one of us has the power to make a difference to someone. Just by taking a minute to stop. And to listen. To really listen. Dominution Promotion presents a taste of Dominique and St. Lucia after Carnival Party. On Saturday the 2nd of September, on board the luxurious and more Teresa Joanne by King George V, Dock, Woolwich Man Away, London E16 2Q1. Boarding from 10pm to 3am. There'll be non-stop party vibes with DJ Mosty, DJ Redboy, DJ Shyboy, DJ Specialist and Ninja Man Lloyd. They'll be playing the best in soca, Afrobeats, Bouillon, Reggae, Highlight, Kadas, and a whole lot more. Tickets are available from Eventbrite. Get your ticket.co.uk and all the DJs. For more information and party bookings, call 07401 388251. A taste of Dominique and St. Lucia after Carnival Party, Saturday, the 2nd of September. Club Zook Diaspora Events in conjunction with Anne Marie's Catering Presents. All Islands, pre carnival boat party all goes down Saturday, 19th of August. Sailing aboard the Hurley River Thames, Westminster Pier. Board in 7 p.m. Departing time 8 p.m. And we return at 12 a.m. Ticket price 35 pounds. Limited and food is included with your ticket purchase. Music policy for this event: Afrobeats, Soha, Sugus, Zuhompa, Semba, Reggae, Kadas. Music on this event powered by DJ Map, the crazy one, straight out of Dominica, representing Saint Lucia, Mikey Afri. Representing 767 DJ Matthew and not forgetting the man himself DJ Smooth Forever Hype for more information contact 07961 also tickets are available for all DJs the crazy one 07984 479317 Mikey 079199976754 DJ Matthew 07432 Six seven three seven four DJ Smooth zero seven three zero eight eight nine four three eight two. Bring your whistle, bring your flag. The more you listen, the more great music you hear. All Flavors Radio. No matter 
sounds of Carmichael Music Lover, Bring It Home. How you doing, George Flavors? Sour Malaysia. Also giving you a big shout out, Chrissy. How are you doing in the family? And high five to you, DJ Laro. You can catch Laro from 8 until 10 tonight. Along with J-Hope from 10 until midnight. Shout out the DJs from yesterday, George Flavors. You can catch George every single Monday and Sunday. Mondays 8 until 10. And Sunday from 2 until 4. Also giving a big shout out to Mark Philogene. You can catch Mark every Monday and Sunday. And about brap 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 to you, Corey E8. You know you guys bring it every single Monday. Monday is a new fun day. So giving a big shout out to guest 128 out of London. I'm going to give reps out to John J.E. who kicks off every single Sunday right here on All Flavours. Here for Imitation Love, the Georgie B remix featuring Dawn Joseph. Ninja Man Lloyd every single Thursday. I'm hoping you are well, Charlie Muir. Shut up, D 
DJ Noiji. You can catch Noiji every Saturday and Sunday from 8 until 10. Right here on www.allflavorsradio.com. Shout out Billy Ray Valentine, Crooksy417, DJ Smooth. DJ B Funk. You can catch B Funk every single Saturday from 10 until 12. But also mentioning Mark Philogene with his country music on Saturday too. Love to Georgie B remix Dawn Joseph You catch all of those guys in the soul charts right now topping doing their various different things I'm going to give, give a big shout out to Heather Haywood and Sugar Rainbow also doing amazing right there in the soul charts topping at number one Wow. Many, many, um, yeah. Go Heather. Well done, Go ladies. Sugar Rainbow. Well done, ladies. Absolutely. Well, well done. done. So, DJ KJB, <clears throat> we've spoken now of recession. We've spoken how Europe underdeveloped uh, the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Caribbean is still, still trying to like the claw back rise their ways. from the ashes of that. Yes, still rising. To push but, and, and get better. What what is our question for this week? Can you remember it? Yeah, I do actually. It's talking about has ULES affected mm-hmm. you and should they be expanded? Yeah, or should it be ex- should they yeah, expand yeah, ULES? Should they expand it, yeah. So what your thoughts, beautiful listeners, how has ULES affected you? And I know we're we're going to go to some of your comments a bit later on. But we know that people are being impacted by ULES, right, KJB? What would you say? Yeah, well, I, I, we see we see both sides, isn't it? Um, has has a road user myself, mm. and I, I you know I ride to work, I come home. Um, it's 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 safer for me, in the sense that you know less traffic, there's less traffic, uh, less um, risk. 
Mm. Um, safer. It's quieter. Okay. Um, but I'm talking from my point of view as a cyclist. A cyclist, that's right. But as a, as a road driver now, because of you, as they've restructured the way the roads are situated. Mm. So there's some roads you can't go down. There's some roads you can go down. They've put cameras in. And 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 like I think the roads you can't go down, I think those are LTNs, but we're talking okay. about ULEZ. Oh sorry, I've got is, I've got my yeah, yeah. yeah I've you ULEZ is what you have to pay, isn't it? Twelve pounds fifty a day is yeah. charged. So you but what they're wanting to do now is with the ULEZ it's only specific certain cars that fall into the category of having to pay ULEZ. Now, whereas now Sadiq Khan wants to further that and make everybody pay to drive around London. Okay, so sorry, people, I got my wires crossed. But yeah. I think ULEZ, ULEZ obviously was, and that was the point, because the ozone, they were just trying to improve the green footprint. They were just trying to make air cleaner. They were talking about kids being able to walk to school, fresh air, cleaner air. That was the LTNs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but the ULEZ is part of that as well, because if you stop, if, you, if you're having to pay to drive into somewhere, mm. you're going to think, well, do I need to go there? So you're reducing there's already, traffic. There's already congestion charge, isn't there? Yeah, I know, but you that, that's the whole point of all and these now, things. And now, on top of congestion charge, ULEZ. So but, if, you, yeah. if you're having to go into the congestion zone, plus pay ULEZ on top of that, I think ULEZ is £12.50 a day. day. Yeah. And yeah. it's about £15 to drive into the city with your car. So that's yeah. already £27.50 if you want to drive into town with your car. And that's what... The, for the day. And that's what... And, but that's the point. That's that's the whole point. It's a deterrent, isn't it? He's trying to deter no. you not to drive. So basically, the, the, the mayor is saying, okay, you want to drive mm. and you want to drive into the city where you're making it more congested, you're making it the, the air more polluted... But they've proved that that's not true. I know, but I'm just saying this is the the, the point of view of the fact that that's what they've the, the, their people's health. But mm. we know really when it, the bottom line is, it's a way of of control, but it's also a way of of get pushing people onto public transport. Yeah, which is crowded, smelly, cramped, and you mentioned something just now. You said something about the ozone layer, the air quality. Yeah. Right, it's not called the ozone layer because back in our day, beautiful listeners, that's what they pushed on us. It was the ozone layer, right? <laughs> we don't hear nothing about no ozone layer now. What we're hearing is a carbon footprint yeah, and carbon emissions. emissions. Carbon footprint, yeah? carbon emissions. Carbon, carbon emissions. Mm. So uh, they, I'm sure they, they was telling us that there was a hole in the ozone <laughs> about 20 years ago. We don't hear that anymore. Okay? No, so what are these change. excuses and money-making schemes? Well, that's a good question. I'm I'm not an ecological expert, mm. but I, th- I think obviously they are trying to um, look at how they can reduce the amount of cars on mm. the road and push people into public transport. But if you're going to do that, you have to make public transport um, uh, affordable. Right. That's the point, isn't it? And, you know, some people are paying like six, seven hundred pounds to commute to work and home. That's not even during the weekend. That's just what they have to pay just to get to work on home. Mm. So, you know, and like you said, you know, if you've got family with kids and you've got to be pushed on to travel, it's expensive. It is expensive. So that's, I think that's, and with the cost of living as well, how are they going to balance that out? Like you're saying, it's very difficult 
to understand why they want to push extra cost on the poor on people the, on the taxpayer when we're already struggling as, as it, it is, is. <laughs> so so hear this they did have someone sent me a video beautiful listen as well of them having a party uh, yes. a champagne party I saw that online celebrating the Eulers because we know it is an extra tax right let's 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 not get it what the words twisted however um this is a article from the Hackney Gazette and although the mayor he wants to expand the Eulers what they're saying is the mayor of London lacks the legal power to act to order the expansion of their capitals ultra low emission zones a group of conservative councils have argued at high court so all of this has gone to high court so mm. you know when things come around petitions and all these things come around for sign this against whatever speak up against that are we are we speaking up or are we just kind of throwing caution to the wind and saying oh it will sort itself out because if we aren't being active in all of this, then we're going to lose our rights, beautiful listeners. We will lose our rights um, through non-activity or lack of it, right? So thankfully, this has gone to the High Court and the outer London boroughs of Bexley, Bromley, Harrow and Hillingdon, along with Surrey County, County Council, also claimed that there was an unfair and unlawful approach to collecting views over the mayor's proposal to extend the zone beyond the north, south and south circular roads. So we know that Ulez is on the south circular, Ulez mm. is on the north circular, definitely. We see those signs all the time. Mm. But mm. now they want to extend these things. Mm. But lawyers for the councils taking legal ag- action against the Ulez plans told a judge that key information was not disclosed during previous consultation. So they've said that they've gone and done these... What do they call them? These tick box things. Oh, these, these, these. Yeah, yeah, like these consultations. Yeah, they've done all these consult. They've gone and said that they've done all these things. They've asked the locals if they want it, but really, there's no for information that shows that they went and did these tests to show whether people wanted to expand the units. So basically, they lied. Okay, so Mr. Khan's legal team rejects the bid to quash his. November 22 decision to extend the ULES zones, arguing the move is entirely lawful and that ample information was provided for fair consultation. So did any of us turn up at those consultations? Did we know about those consultations? Well, that's the point, is it? I think like anything, you those who have brought it to court have to prove Mm. they have a case. It's not Sadiq Khan to prove that he's got a case. It's those councils who feel it's unlawful and, and unjust to prove their case. Mm. And that's the, that's that's going to be the issue. And it'll be interesting to see what the outcome of that court case, because whatever the outcome of the court case is, will affect us one way or another. Mm. It, either way. So mm. they're, what they're saying is the new borders now, they'll reach as far as Buckinghamshire, Essex, Hertfordshire and Kent. I'm sorry. Yeah. All, so it's... It's it's it's, it's, it's take, wherever you drive. Wherever you drive, basically, <laughs> wherever you drive. The minute you get in your car and start driving, be prepared to pay the twelve pound fifty. Wow! Basically, wow. So at a hearing in London, it was on the fourth of July. Craig Howell, Williams Casey for the council said that the mayor's approach is to create a master charging scheme for London. It is beyond Mr. Khan's powers to introduce the ULES charge to an outer London zone about three times the size of the current inner London area by varying existing regulations. The barrier said. 
in written arguments. So there is something that you can sign sign up for uh, the Crime and Court newsletter. I mean, sometimes it's good to have these things so you kind of know what's going on. What are your thoughts, listeners? Do you uh, Would you like to see expansion of the ULE zone or would you like it to be, see the, the whole of it disbanded? What are your thoughts on that? Give us a call. 07895 134713. That's 07895 134713. No, no, I agree with you, um, because obviously the, the problem is it's inner and outer. So you're in London, you get charged. If you start driving out, you get charged. Mm. So are we saying that it's, it's just one payment if you're in inner London? Or now are we saying that if you're inner London and then go out of London, you've got to pay twice? It's almost like <laughs> toll, isn't it? So you let's see the yeah. Queen Elizabeth mm. the Bridge, that you have to pay a toll to go over. Mm. It's almost like paying to go into another area. I'm not too sure because that one is only about what's the price of that now to go over the London that that Queen Elizabeth what, four quid five quid I'm just guessing I can't remember. someone can someone can drop I'm it sure in. it's only about two pound two, fifty okay okay cool I can't remember the congestion charge zone because we drove through the congestion charge one Sunday mm. didn't we mm, mm. Uh, or Saturday um, but after six o'clock you don't pay however this ULES it's a consistent charge it doesn't matter what time of day that you drive through ULES. Mm. You're gonna to have to pay to go through. But like, I, like, like I don't know if anybody like us. It's difficult to know whether it's because they said inner and, and outer. Mm. So, like I said, will you have to pay two charges because inner London is not outer London. So, will you if you're driving inner London and then want to go outer London, are you then having to pay? Don't know. It's not. It's not clear there. It's not clear, is it? But it's not really. They're not really clarifying that. What the um, barrister said in the written arguments, was that he he expected um, additional ref- revenues from the expanded scheme. They expect, expected a surplus of £200 million in the first year of operation. So what are they going to be doing with all this money? Exactly, and at, at this time, and we've just talked about, um, are we in a recession? Mm. Do you know what I mean? The interest rates are up. People already, like I said, people are struggling, mm. uh, you know, and people still have to find money. And now if you, if you, now you've got to find more money, basically, mm. you know, if you're driving your car, we're not even sure if this is, you, you know, we don't know when this is going to come into play. Uh, play or when they plan to, to roll it out. Obviously it's going through court. Hopefully we'll know more once it's caught. Battle is over, but I think there'll be other councils too watching this. And if if they're caught back with successful, there'll be other. I think there'll be other councils mm. coming forward and actually challenging um, this new law. So what it goes on to say is, Mr. Howell's report will said that the mayor of mayor and the Transport for London's approach would bypass legal safeguards designed to ensure that any charging scheme is properly considered before coming into effect. So they've got to look at, I know that EULAS has it's affected a lot of businesses, it's affected a lot of um, areas, people, like we said, going in. I know a friend of mine, she was having to take her son to college or even driving around. Now her son's got autism and she was having to pay that money every time for his appointments and so because obviously the car that she drove... And it's not so. I know that they say that the there's a scrappage scheme, 
but people may not want to scrap their cars. That might be just, they might not be able to afford to get something else. Mm, mm. You know, so how does that work as well? You know. That's a very good question. There, I agree with you. There'll be a lot of, a lot of individuals affected by this mm. if if it comes into fruition if the, if it, if it gets the green light there are a lot of people that will be affected by it yeah um and as I, as you said how these individuals will manage is another matter because obviously people will have to find the money if you've got a child or you've got an appointment at a hospital or whatever and you need treatment you're going to have to go you're going to have to pay for it or take the bus and it's hard even some youngsters maybe with autism they can't just get on the bus like that they go through a whole routine they can't just get that so no i I don't think that people's situations have been taken into consideration to Mm. be fair no no because yeah i totally agree with you no, no. Because, you know, and when it comes to the cost, it, there's a, an item here says when it comes to the cost of doing business, 40% of the companies based in outer London believe that Eula's expansion will negatively affect their costs. And although 46% felt there was no impact and 13% think the expansion will have a positive impact on costs. And it's funny because we were, we were out in Oxford the other day mm-hmm. and we went into a, it was a, kitchen place where they do renovations Mm -hmm. they had some beautiful kitchens in there but they said they do not deliver to london because it's not cost effective yeah yeah i agree with that yeah the hassle of coming into london for some people it's just not worth it and that's what you're going to find you'll find that some businesses because of this would have pulled possibly their companies out of london like smaller businesses where they need to deliver and go and pick up you to find you know, why stay in London? If we, Because most of some of our profits, we have to put towards this. It's cutting our profits. We have to cut back on certain things. So why not move your business out? Mm. And I think that's why they want to do it because... It's not so easy just to move a business out though, is it? But no, but what, what, what other alternatives do you have? Or do you just stop delivering? Mm. That's what a lot of businesses possibly will start doing because what they'll do is, oh, you can get it online or you can come and collect it. yeah. Yeah. Again, so you, there's still going to be an impact on a certain section of society because of this 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 plan that they're trying to roll out. Well, either way, beautiful listeners, we know that people will be affected, and they have been affected by these ULES uh, charges. And what we're going to do is we're going to take a small music break, and we'll be back with your thoughts on the matter. So we'll see our beautiful people. In five.
sounds of Paulette McWilliams. These are the sweet things. How you doing, chatroom crew? How you doing, tune in? How you doing, worldwide crew? How you doing, all you silent listeners? Don't forget you can join us in the chat rooms. Just find a username and your email. And sign up. And come and join in on the conversation. Layla James, beautiful listeners. 
right back in it. And there's a lot of really sweet music out there being, yeah, just coming out this summer. Some great, great tracks. And it's wonderful to get that nice feeling, not just the, you know, all the It's nice to hear new music, but Lady James, obviously, is someone that's been around for a little while. So it's mm. nice to, to see that's, that's a have longevity as well. As, yeah. Absolutely. And UK, she's a UK soul as well, mm. isn't she, mm. Layla James? Mm. So before the break, wonderful listeners, we were speaking about ULES and how it's impacting on people. Now, there are ULES scrappage schemes, and this is how people can benefit from these scrappage schemes and grants that are designed to help London drivers prepare for the ULES expansion. So it's looking like it may well go ahead. We don't know. Uh, this was published on August the 4th, um, August 2023, which means it could give us the indication that this whole ULES mm. expansion may be going ahead. So we know the Mayor of London, Sadiq Khan and Transport for London, they've announced the expansion of ULES, and that's to go ahead from the 29th of August 2023. So to support drivers in making the switch to ULES compliant vehicles, they've also announced that the London Scrappage Scheme will be expanded and that scrappage grants of up to 2,000 will be available to every single Londoner with a non-compliant car or motorcycle. And further to this, the scrappage payment for vans will increase from 5,000 to 7,000. Small businesses and sole traders will also be able to scrap three vans or minibuses in addition to increasing retrofit payments from 5,000 to 6,000. But what car do you know that you can buy for 2,000 pounds, KJB? Well, if you think, if we think about it, let's reflect on what what they're Mm. saying here. Mm. You can get two grand, you know, five grand, six grand, nine grand, whatever it is. But if you think about it, they're going to recoup the first year, you know, they envisage profits of 200 million Mm. pounds. 200 million pounds so you know it's a smoke screen it's a smoke screen it's all about maximizing as we talked about earlier maximizing their profit maximizing the amount of money they get we've come out of two years of covid that the government said we had to pay for this we had to give you money for this we had to stop this cut back that freeze this freeze that they have to recoup that money from somewhere. And this is a good way of of doing it. And by offsetting it and saying, well, every Londoner can have two grand. Well, yeah, of course you can do that. Yes, you can say you can scrap three vans for seven or whatever, because you're going to get a 200 million clear profit. Mm, mm. And that's that's every year. That's not one year. <laughs> if the schemes go ahead, that's the kind of money we're talking about year in year out so when you look at the the amount of profit compared to how much they're prepared to give the Londoners to scrap their vehicle come on and a new vehicle when you think about it if you go online and look for a, a ULES vehicle, you know, vehicle yeah. we're, we're not talking about you know five grand we're talking about a lot of money thousand <laughs> a lot of money 14 15 thousand some of these yeah. are little like second-hand cars we're talking about 15 grand 16 grand sometimes we, more we were just talking about the recession at the top there about thank saving you. money thank you about how we can maximize our wages and our profits but exactly. it's very difficult when we be people may be put in this position you know if your car isn't compliant then you have to 
do these things. So to drive through ULEs without paying a charge, vehicles, they need, we know they need to meet the following emission standards. So we're just going to quickly read out what the standards are. And you can see if you fall into that. And they also have a checker, I think, online where you could go in and check to see if your car is compliant with the new ULEs laws coming out. So petrol cars, they must meet Euro 4 emission standards. Most, if not all, petrol cars registered since January 2006 meet these standards. Petrol cars that meet Euro 5 and Euro 6 standards are also exempt from paying charges. Diesel cars must meet Euro 6 standards. Almost every diesel car registered since 2015 meets these standards, though some earlier models do too. Hybrid cars meet the same standard as petrol or diesels, so petrol hybrids, that's the most common, must meet Euro 4 standards and diesel hybrids must meet Euro 6 standards. And all electric cars are ULEZ compliant as they produce zero tailpipe emissions. It's quite interesting because, you know, we spoke of the 15-minute cities mm, mm. Um, last week and these electric cars, they don't take you very far, you know. So it's all, it's an engineering a systematic engineering with people not realising what's going on. The same with the um, CBDCs and the, the control that people, mm. they're going to have over people. So we really need, like I said earlier, if petitions come out for certain things, breathe it over, do your research and sign up so that we're mm. not stuck, that these people do not have that form of control over us and, and I think that's what people are thinking like you mm. said earlier I think people are, they're trying to get people to think well okay if, if I buy a U-less car if I, if I buy a U-less car mm. I can save I will save, be able to save money if I buy it now yes it might cost me 20 grand or whatever it is it's going to cost me but then I won't have to pay the charge but you see but you're still having to fork out that that huge outlay of money yeah. that you might not have and then you like you said you have to take it on HP or whatever it is and pay it off yearly it's, it's, it's a vicious cycle for some people and but they have no choice yeah they're not being given a choice you've got now yes well, you're going to have to meet standards well if your car doesn't meet standards you still have to pay for your car to meet that standard or you have to buy a new one mm, so, mm. It, so again it's it's still the onus is on us as individuals or you the driver the drivers at they're the ones that are having to foot the bill and and the government they get in 200 million clear profit well it, it, it smacks of hypocrisy absolute hypocrisy standard <laughs> standard isn't it natural um, le um <laughs> listeners it really is standard what i've done is i've put in the ULES checker into the chat box so if you want to check and see if your vehicle is compliant it's there right there in the chat room so do come and join us in the chat room to get all the information that we have been speaking about tonight. So let's look at some of your comments, okay, and see how you feel about the expansion of ULEs. Gary Sanford has just put a, a red face, which means it's an angry face. So he's not too happy about it. Also, Nikki Hodgkins, Nikki Hodgkinson, she says, already had to buy a new car because of ULEs. Someone needs to get rid of Khan. See? See? It what we've just said mm. it's, it's in the long term people think it's easier to buy a new car mm. and put themselves into debt which well not necessarily not she necessarily might have saved, but you just she might have saved. That assumption like i'm not going to make that assumption but you know 
thankfully, if that's what she's done, fantastic. If she mm. had the money, she's put money aside, brilliant. But I'm assuming there are a section of society that won't be able to do that. That's right. And they'll just end up with £2,000. What? We're going to buy... You can't even go on, on TFL with a scooter. And we're going to talk about e-scooters next time because... Not next week, but in the mm. coming weeks because there's something crazy that's been happening in regards to these e-scooters mm, mm, and mm. the dangers that they pose. So we will be look at, talking about that in the future. Um, Claire English says, I think climate change is a massive moneymaker. And you, we said that already, isn't it? Talked, yeah. That yeah, it is all yeah, about yeah. making money. Um, I said to her, do you remember back in the day it was the ozone and yeah, the ozone layer? And she says, yep, we were in the same geography class. <laughs> Sorry, wasn't we? I remember Mr. Bilski talking about it. So I'm not going to say how long ago that was, guy, um, <laughs> listeners, but it was a little while ago. Just a couple of years ago. So and I said, it used to be the thing, how there was a hole in the ozone, blah, blah, blah. Now it's climate change. And we see, she no, it's all a contash, money, money, money. Mm. And that sadly is that's the situation. What, that's what we said. That's what I, I totally agree with that. It is. It's a, everything is a smokescreen. Mm. Like we talked about earlier, we, it's, it, there's been a theme, isn't there, really? Earlier on, we talked about the Caribbean and how they maximised their profit, underdeveloped it, raped it. And it's the same they're doing it with us. So they're doing it now inside. They're doing it with us. With us as the car. As, we're the car, yes. Okay. It's, it's the same thing they're doing. They're taking us and they're, they're, they're keeping us undeveloped yeah, mentally. Uh, yes, yes. So By imposing all these things on us. One step ahead. So Akeem Brown says, my car is compliant. The issue is, what if everyone's car is if what if everyone's car comes compliant? What's the reason for the cameras? So I'm trying to say, yeah. So yeah. got to dig a little bit deeper, deeper. to yeah. to recognise or understand what the agenda is. But we're not going to go into that, mm. and I won't mm. be spilling out um, what what I have to say on the matter. <laughs> uh, well, let's go to John Newman's comment. John Newman says that what on earth. What on earth is, oh, well, sorry, he's talking about the 15-minute cities from last week. But he says, not yet. He's uses public transport only for him, Freedom Pass. So he has a Freedom Pass, mm. which is good. Um, should be expanded, then cheaper. We'll bring in more cash, which they're not using, more digital cash probably, which I recommend we will build charging stations with until we have enough of them by 2030, system change will be complete. Yeah. Wow. Right. What system change is that? Exactly. Well, good question. That's yeah. that's that's for a different a different conversation, I suppose. But I understand what he's saying. He also says that all cars banned after the, after that renew sales is law now, isn't it? Old bus and coach scrappage should be sped up and double to reduces accidents regarding AI driving. That says it all in a nutshell, doesn't mm, it, beautiful mm. listeners? AI driving is that the future? Well, we know we ask that question: Is AI taking all of our jobs? Is AI is AI taking over? That is really for another time. So, what a roller coaster ride tonight, then, DJ Yes, KJB. definitely, definitely. We talked about a lot, and it, and it, there was a theme. It seems like there was a theme running through. Not mm. not all connected themes, but 
a, a general theme mm, mm. of what we're talking about with, with each subject that we've tackled. So we know that um, the carnival will be coming up soon. I'm not too sure what date the carnival will take place. And Is we've... it 26th? Okay, maybe the twenty seventh is that a Saturday? I can't. I think maybe the twenty sixth. I'm not too sure. Um, so we've got the carnival coming up soon. We know on the second of September that there is an event on the trees of Joanne. Um, All flavors will be hosting that, but we have here an event as well that will be taking place on the Saturday, the second of September. This is from twelve till six in Trafalgar Square. And this celebrates black culture and creativity. Funny enough, it is the Mayor of London that wants people that do spoken word, dance, black, and, you know, at the Black Square. He's putting on this stuff for um, black culture. So immerse yourself in vitality and the originality of London and black culture, creativity, enjoy jazz, rap and soul as a platform platform legendary voices pioneers and new talent so this is uh i'm going to put it in the chat box beautiful listeners and there's also a, a section called talk london where we could join in and give our voice in regards to city hall we can let them know how we think on certain matters whether they listen to us that is a different story but i'm going to put in mm. this whole um section mm. so yeah you can visit it and see what part you can play and find out that celebrating black culture in London, find out about that and see if you'd like to get involved because they also, well, the stores are closed now. They, they had like market stores that you could hire, mm. but that will be probably for next year if you're interested in that um, to go along. So I'll put that in the chat okay. box. Beautiful listeners. What, what are some of the acts then? Did they put some of the acts that would, that would be performing? There's not acts there, but it, I, I think that's... it's more to do with um, people within black culture. Oh, okay. okay. So um, it's it's just a day out, really. A day out. Um, yeah. It's called, um, yes, Celebrating Black Culture in London, which is taking place in Trafalgar Square. That's good. So, that's nice to that's nice to know. Yeah, I think they're calling out for people that are rappers, poets, oh, and that okay, sorry, sorry. to go okay. down there. All right. So that's that's yeah, that's their thing, which which sounds like fun. And um, don't forget, we'll also be having the boat party in the evening as well on that night. So, in conclusion, KJB and summing up the show, what is the thought for today? Okay. The thought for the t- today is Charles A. Swindle. I don't know who he was. Was he a, a, a maybe he was a scholar, a writer? And he says life is ten percent of what happens to you, and ninety percent of how you react to it. What's your thoughts on that? It's beautiful. Yeah. Life, I'll read it again. Life is ten percent of what happens to you, and ninety percent of how you react to that it. That is so true. Because I know someone, yeah, and this, the slightest thing will just set them off. The slightest thing. And sometimes, and then when we react all the time, people just think that we're crazy. <laughs> well, it's, it takes a lot more focus and time to think about what, you, what you're going to do before you do it. I think, I think life is so crazy now. 
Like, in, life in what is, sense? In the sense that it's it's quite a fast world now, isn't it? Mm. Everything is thrown at you. Everything, you know, life, um, online media, so much is thrown at you. And sometimes we've got the habit of reacting to what's thrown at us. But it's saying life happens. It does, 10% That's what this, of it. Yeah. <laughs> life happens. But it's not what happens to you. It's how you personally react to it. Or your perception your first. Perception. And then and how you, what you and do then, And then what you, how you react to it. That's what he's saying. Yeah. And it's, it, it takes more to stand back and try to gauge your reaction, you know, instead of going naught to zero. Yeah. You want to go naught and slow it down. Would you say that that's easier said than done, though? Of course it is, because we, we, you know, we're living in a society where people are not as... We've come out of the pandemic, and I've said it many times, we're not as hospitable as we used to be. Mm. I think a lot of people are, have become rude, self-centred. A lot of people have manners, but prefer not to perform anything regards manners. And sometimes it can, you do react to that, because that's not how some of us remember how life used to be but we got to understand we're now living in a different time and i appreciate that mm. but it doesn't mean that these things should be put away <laughs> and, and, and and not seen we we you know, you know what i mean so i agree with what he's saying it is life but a lot of how we choose to live our life is how we react to things mm. and in going on what you were saying there it's about Patience. I think patience is something mm. that is lacking mm. these days and mm. really taking time out to kind of, you know, someone might say something to us and before we digest, it's like eating a meal mm. and not even chewing it. You, mm. you know, how, what food can you eat that you don't chew before you swallow it? Mm. Can you imagine biting an apple mm. and just swallowing it it's mm. going to choke you isn't it mm. so I think that's in that sense when he says the reaction is the fact that someone hasn't chewed their food before they ate it mm. Mm. so when we chew our food it's savouring the flavours yeah. you're taking time yeah. and it's the same as if someone does something or says something provokes us whatever the way that we react so instead of like you said going zero to a hundred take time to chew over the situation, what's going on, mm, mm. and then we can act or react, you know? And yeah. everything isn't a reaction, is it either? No, it doesn't have to be, but that depends on you. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Life is 10%, what he says, yeah, but the 90% is on, on you. Yeah. Life is just 10%, but the 90% is us. <laughs> do, you mm. what I mean? do you know what I mean? Yeah. So life is going to happen. We're going to meet people. We're going to we're going to have conversations. People are going to push past us, buzz past us. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Things happen. Rub us up the wrong yeah, way. Always. But it's the 90% is how are we going to deal with the situation? The so beautiful listeners, this that's it in a nutshell. Tonight we've spoken about the recession and how we can tips tips on what we can do in order to prepare for that time if it comes because hey that we it might be rates mm -hmm. might rise and thing life will be mm. good for us but uh, you know the points were to pay off our debts to reduce our outgoings build an emergency fund 
top up your earnings, invest for long term, protect your retirement, okay, and avoid making impulsive decisions, as well as the underdevelopment of the Caribbean, mm, how mm. the Britain underdeveloped the Caribbean and how Britain is underdeveloping Itself this country yeah, through yeah. ULEs, through making the yoke hard for the people. But will we make it hard? Will we mull it over and put into place certain things so that our reactions to these things don't leave us in a worse situation? And that is it. They can throw all this stuff at us, beautiful listeners, but it's how we react to it, okay? And fear, you know, face the fear. And if we feel feel fearful, that's okay, but don't let it overtake us. And that's the main thing. As much as we might think, oh no, how am I going to cope? There is always, always, always a way out for us. Okay, so thank you so much for your time this evening. Thank you so much for joining us. And following the Let's Talk Drive Time show will be DJ Laro from 8 until 10. And thereafter, J-Hope from 10 until midnight. Please, please, please check the schedules because we do have DJs going live every single day. So just check the schedules to see who will be going live. And you'll find that on www.allflavorsradio.com. Beautiful listeners, you know you are important to us. We thank you so much for your time and Yes, spending this evening or this last couple of hours with us. So, guess now all we have left to say is good night. Good night. We'll see (laughs) y'all on the other side now. You take care. Come